This is the Victory Life Today podcast with Al and Angie Berg. Together, we'll learn how to stand in victory each and every day. Live life set ablaze by faith, filled with purpose. Live life above your circumstance. Welcome to Victory Life Today. I'm Al Burke. And I'm Angie Burke. Thank you so much for joining us today. We just love giving out the Word of God, and we love that you're with us today and going to get some good teaching. You Amen. Know? You know, we've been talking about the differences between the Old Covenant and the New Covenant, or the Old Testament and the New Testament, and we we went over some things about how not to pray and, and the prayers in the Old Covenant, and some of them are just not good prayers to pray, and they don't make any sense because... We're now in a covenant of grace and mercy, and we have to understand that no matter what prayers we pray. We have to we, understand we have to pray according to that. Yes, we are in it. We were just talking about it. We're in a different dispensation of time than in the Old Testament. We are in what we call the church age. And actually, at this point, we're in the end times. Or it, we're, we're entering into the uh, what they call Jacob's trouble. We're entering into the very end of the end, but we're not there yet. Yeah. So you know, okay. So there is a huge difference between the Old Testament and the New Testament, and everything. But it doesn't mean, Al, that we can't learn from the Old Testament. Absolutely. I mean, we, just because we call ourselves New Covenant believers uh, does not mean that we can't glean and learn from the Old Testament. There's is- a lot of great information in there. Most <laughs> most of the information. It's a lot of about the Jewish people and what they did, what God said and what they did. And most of it's what not to do. But really, um, and we can learn we can learn and a we lot. can learn a lot from it. Yes. And we could actually apply it to our lives today. And that's what we're going to show you how to apply a, a story in the Old Testament to your life today. Yep. You know, we got to be a good, we need a good, solid understanding of the finished works of Jesus Christ. Yeah. We got to have that as New Testament believers, especially when you're going into the Old Testament to study something, because it's a real easy way to get kind of caught up. I just was on TV. I mean, I was watching TV, and oh. this guy came on, and he's a, a prophet, and he said, This is hilarious, because I had just done a show on Ananias, and the guy said, and that's why God killed Ananias. So you got to understand something. Whoa, stop. We, we got this Old Testament mode of God's mad, bad, mad at us all the time. And as long as that's in you, then your thinking will always be off. And I'll tell you what. By the way, God did not kill Ananias. By the way, I did a teaching on that. And I don't know if it's been released yet, but eventually you'll get a sound understanding of what happened with Ananias and Sapphira and that whole thing under the banner of grace and how it's misunderstood constantly. And this man is 10 times me. I mean, he knows the Bible better than me. He's got a big church and all of that. If I had a big church, I could take a church of a 1,000 people and bring it down to 10 people just like that. Oh, yes. The minute you actually tell them the truth, you become unpopular. That's true. So anyway, so we have to understand all of the grace and the favor of Jesus. And once we understand these things, we we will be able to discern what we should and what we should. From the Old Testament. Yes, we, we properly will understand when we read through, particularly Psalms. I always say when I read the Psalms, I gotta be a little careful because some of it 
it's almost like a past tense. And mm-hmm. we've got to be a little bit careful about what David said. Yeah, Even though right. David was a, a man of God, we know all of that. He lived in a different dispensation right. of time. The Holy Spirit was not given in the Old Testament. Occasionally, the Holy Spirit would be given to a prophet so he could prophesy. And for these, like you could say, special people. I don't know that if if it is that. But in the New Testament, we all have the Holy Spirit. Right. Any believer has access totally to the Holy Spirit and to God. So can we learn from the Old Testament stories? And of course we can. And, and Al, I want to read this, Romans 15, 4. It says, Whatsoever things were written aforetime were written for our learning that we, through patience and comfort of the scriptures, might have hope. So we can actually learn from the Old Testament. And we're going to take a story today from the Old Testament, the Ezekiel, who was a priest. And he, Ezekiel, was called by God to prophesy to the Israelites when they were taken captive uh, to Babylon. And, you know, Ezekiel himself was there also. He was also taken captive. But these people had rebelled toward God, so so captivity happened for them. And but God used Ezekiel to to speak words of judgment to the Jews. And but in Ezekiel chapter 36, God turns his heart back to his people. Uh, and used Ezekiel to prophesy hope and redemption. To prophesy, see, God never wanted to bring judgment. He never, wa- he never wanted to bring judgment in the old covenant at all, in the old testament at all. But that was the way Jesus hadn't come. He even yet. said it in the old testament: "Though your sins are as crimson, I'll make them as white as right. snow." In the old he testament, he didn't want to treat him harshly. He didn't want to do any right. of that. None of this was necessary. Is what God was saying to them. And look at how, you know, how you are when you discipline your children. It's painful. And it was painful to God to do that. Now, again, remember, in the New Covenant, he does not operate this way. Our sins are gone as far as God is concerned. They don't even exist. So make sure you stay in this New Covenant. But then in uh, chapter 37, God gives Ezekiel this vision. He's standing there in a valley of dry bones. Okay, and here's what God says to Ezekiel. Can these bones live? Now, God is the God of the universe, Al. And he asked Ezekiel, do you think these bones could live? Now, Ezekiel, the, these bones represented the dryness and the death of They were of basically the dead, they spiritually. They were spiritually dead, right. And he says to Ezekiel, um, can these bones live? Um you know, he was asking him, can Israel be restored? Can Israel be restored? And Ezekiel's going like... Yeah, I would have said, I have no clue. You're God. Yeah, you're God. You don't know. You're God, and you're asking me? And and really, that's what he said. And here's what God says to him. Again, he said unto me, prophesy upon these bones and say unto them, O ye dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. So God tells Ezekiel to speak to the dead, dry bones. And here's my question. Why didn't God just do it? I mean, he took more time telling Ezekiel to do it than it would have been for him to just speak it. Right. And if you go through the Old Testament, there's a whole bunch of stuff that God just did. Yeah, that's right. Right? That's right. That's right. So what, you know, it's almost like, oh, I got to check with Ezekiel. Yeah. You know, it, it's crazy. But there's a reason for that. There's a reason for that. Then he tells Ezekiel, he gets specific. You know, God will get specific with you. 
Okay, if you learn how to hear his voice, he said he would cause breath to enter into them and that they would live. That's what God was telling Ezekiel. And he also told him to say that he would lay tissues and muscles to the bones, add muscles onto the bones, and add flesh to them to cover their sin. So he would put breath into them so they would live and they would know that the God is Lord. I, my goodness, the, the specific uh, uh, commands or whatever that he told him to say is mind-boggling. You know, we, we usually hear from God generally, but he wants to be specific. First of all, he wants you to be specific in your prayers to him. But then when he speaks back, he's going to be just as specific in what he would want you to do. But there's a reason why he told him this. This is so good. So in verse 7, it says this. First, it says, God, Ezekiel did as God commanded him. And then he said, so I prophesied as I was commanded. Okay, he was obedient. And as I prophesied, he said there was a noise. And then there was a shaking. And then the bones came together, bone to bone. Can you imagine seeing that? And in verse 8, it says flesh came upon the bones, but there was still no breath in them. So the job was not completely done. Then the Lord tells Ezekiel again, prophesy to the wind so that the breath would come into them and they would live. Wow. Unbelievable. I he know. told Ezekiel to do all this. Why? Why? You know, you know you, you, you'd sit there and well, you go, you know, all right, look, I already prophesied about the muscles and the bones, you know, aren't they alive? But, but it says here that they may live, that they would live. You want to say something right. about yeah, that? Yeah, the original meaning of the word live is to be, you know, lives, to be free from sickness, discouragement, faintness, death, and poverty. But it, to me, it also means to live prosper, prosperous, prosper, with, with a lot of prosperity. Yeah. To me, there's two different things. You can be alive, like you can be in a hospital bed and you're alive, but you don't live. You live when you're out that enjoying so life and you're doing something that you... Fulfilling your purpose. You know, and, fulfilling your purpose yes. for God, doing something you enjoy. That's when you uh, live. That is so good. You know, that but is so sometimes good. there is a difference between. And most, a lot of the Christians are just alive, and that's all we they're are. They're just living, but they don't have life. They're alive. Their heart's pumping. They're walking around, but yeah. they're not full of life. They're you know, Jesus promises us abundant life. He will give you abundant life. We just have to trust him as Lord and Savior, and you will have abundant life. So it's more than just living, as Al said. You know, it's living a life full of purpose and meaning. And there that you, you always say that. You know? you know, it's not like, you know, uh, I'll give you the abundant life. Some people say, well, is that abundant, like abundant in money, abundant in health? It's abundant in everything. Everything. It's and all yours. Everything. It's already done in it's this right. dispensation of time in the church, church age. Not necessarily then, what we're talking about. It's all done for us already. It's a matter of entering into what's already provided. Right. It's a matter of believing it right. and stepping out and operating in it. In faith. In faith. Oh, that's so true. That's so true. If we only knew what was available to us. And, and that was it. Ezekiel was speaking life into them. Like, get up and be a soldier. Right. Fight for your country. He was literally... 
putting dead people back together, you know? And there's a lot of you out there that probably feel uh, discouraged in your faith or or you're not doing anything for the Lord, you feel uh, that you're not being used, or there's some things going on with your kids or whatever it is, God wants to put life back into your relationships. He wants to put life back into your children, uh, back into your workplace, back into whatever you are involved in. And he does. And just like this, he told, but there's something that you know, you know, God go sent ahead. us an email. Uh, someone sent us an email saying, oh, oh I'm so scared. I'm, um, I'm, I'm hiding out in my apartment. Yes, and right. God wants you to live. That person is alive. So but true. But that person isn't living. Right. And right. how are you going to start living? The first thing you have to do is start speaking it. That's right. I am alive. I am well and whole. I am not afraid of this. And that's the beginning. You know. And that's a New Testament yeah, it is. Principle. You know, I remember years ago, I was in New York visiting my parents, and I had to take this, um, tac- call this taxi to take me back to the airport when I left. And it was, uh, it wasn't, a t- it was like a beautiful car. It was, uh, I forget what you call them, a Lincoln or whatever. But a it limo. was from the taxi, yeah, a limo or something like that. I was the only one in there. And uh, so I'm sitting in the back, and this guy starts talking to me, the driver, about how miserable he is. And I don't know why. I never told him anything. I didn't just, ask when him. I get in those you didn't cars say, are with you miserable, by the way? I'm just quiet. And uh, <laughs> he goes, yeah, you know, he says, I don't know how much longer I'm going to do this. He looked like he was just in his mid-40s, maybe close to 50. And I said, oh, you're thinking of quitting? And, he, and uh, he goes, yeah. He says, you know, this is doing nothing for me. He said, I live my whole life just going from one woman to another, spending all of my money. You know, they take all your money, you know, he said. He said, well, I really don't know that, but yeah, okay. And he said, uh, I spent every last dime on them. All I'm doing is is living. He said, that, that's what he says, is all I'm doing is just surviving. And he said, I really want to get out of this. And he see, that man was just surviving. He wasn't even living. He was just surviving day to day, and it was it was horrible. He was tormented in his mind, and now he was he was a I don't want to say he was a religious, but he had a religious background, you know. So, but that's all. He never grew. He never uh, received Jesus as Lord and Savior, you know. Uh, so I started speaking words of life to him, and words of life come from God's word. They, anything in God's word are words of life. And I was putting things before him and possibilities before him that he never thought were even possible, Al. I felt really, really sorry for him. He was like, you know, he... You know, a lot of people are Christians, say it that way, are caught up in the here and the now with no thought of the there and the then. And I say it because they live like this is all there is. And maybe when we get to heaven, maybe, perhaps, if we get to heaven, we'll float around on a cloud. So they don't have a clue about heaven. And what they're doing here is if this is all there is, you're trying to make this place the best you possibly can and try to be as happy as you can and try to sort of muddle through and hope you can win the lottery. (laughs) But here's the problem. This life is not all there is. And right. you should be focused on the eternity of it all. And if you're just focused on this life, you're not going to be very happy because you'll never be satisfied. And I know people that have worked so hard at doing what they love to do. Christians, they love to do this work. They work so hard at getting into that place 
And then they don't even really like it all that much. And I tell them, forget about it. That's all the world's way of doing it. Just find out what God wants you to do. And if he wants you to be a taxi driver, you be the best taxi driver in the whole world. Because God said, I want to give you the desires of your heart. You don't have to work hard to get them. Yeah, yeah. What you have to do is labor labor to enter into his rest. Yeah. And that's a different ballgame. Yeah, it is. But but this man, what I was doing was I was pumping life into him. Yes. And he had hope. I don't think either of us wanted to end that conversation, but <laughs> I pulled up to the airlines and that was it. I had to get out. But he was like, you mean that's possible? Yes, it's yes, possible. Yes, In it's God, possible. it's possible. Otherwise, right. you're still just right. so fighting it out. So that's the difference between living and, and life. But let's continue on in verse 10. It says, The breath came into these bones and they lived and stood up on their feet, an exceeding great army. Now, here's the question, and we've asked it several times through this. Why didn't God just prophesy to the bones himself? Because he could have. He could have. But the truth is, let me tell you this, those bones would have never come alive if Ezekiel didn't speak the word of the Lord to them. They would have still been dead. If God wanted to do it, he would have because he could have. Okay. He wanted to show Ezekiel, using this scripture as an example, for us to start speaking to those dead, dry bones in our life. You know, Al, that's exactly the point of this whole message, that this is how we can learn from Old Testament stories. God, right? God tells you to speak to them. Al always says, God says, you know, my people are asking me to do what I told them to do. Yeah, oh, yeah. Just One day like, the, the Lord told me most of my people are, are asking me to give them something they already have or trying to get me to do something I told them to do. And this is an exact a situation, God saying, I want you to speak to those bones. Right. You have this, right? but you have to activate it. Now, you don't have to wait for God to tell you to speak to something. You already know from the word. You have the word, and the word is God telling you what to do. And he tells you to stand in authority. Listen, you are seated with him in heavenly places. You know, whether you believe it or not, you are. Okay, so, and that's a place of Power, dominion, and authority. And that's what you have. And that's why you don't need to wait like Ezekiel needed to wait to hear from God because he didn't have the spirit inside right. of him. In those days, in, that in those days, it was time. Old Testament, but the same. Uh, it's already done. Right. It's already All done. All that part that God was telling him, speak to this, speak now, speak to the wind, that's already all done for us. Right. We need to speak to the wind. Wow. You know, That's I had right. a I had a person just just in case this is dry, in case you're not getting it. I had somebody say to me, "Well, what good is speaking to anything? What's that gonna do?" And I said, "Wow, you know what I mean." I was like, "Oh, oh I didn't have an answer at the time." But here's what it does: it activates the angels to do something for you in the spirit realm to be played out in the natural realm. The spirit realm is more powerful than the natural realm. So just speak, you know, yeah, I could speak anything I want to speak. But the point is, if you don't, uh, I could speak to this wall to exist, but if I don't get a hammer and wood and get going on, it's not going to happen. But it starts by speaking to it so the angels can get involved because they hearken to the word of God. That's right, they do. And when you speak it out, that's when the angels kick in and God says, okay, that's what he wants. Let's get this done. Amen. When you're always so, speaking against it, God says, what do you want me to do? Right. 
Right. So our so answer to life's problems is it's in the word of God. Right. And it's, so another say say if you had fear come on you, you just feel fear, and the fear is just trying to really destroy you. You stand up. You don't wait for God to tell you to do it. Right. Okay, because like Al said, we already have it. I will not fear, and I do not fear, for you, God, have not given me a spirit of fear, but of power, of love, and a sound mind. That's how you combat the enemy. That's how you live this abundant life. What we try to do is wait for the fear to go away. Then we're going to try to live the abundant life. The fear isn't going away. Right. You know, I had this, I used to many years ago when, when the devil was just throwing everything he had at me, I used to recite this scripture. And I, I never had really a lot of sp- a fear, but I used to say, uh, but of power and of love, and I have a sound mind. And I would say it over and over and over, and after a while, I was just happy, walking right. around happy. It starts with how you speak. It's not that you got a sound mind when you said it. You already had the sound mind. Already- You're just showing the devil, get out. I'm not accepting anything you're trying to put in me. I will not go to fear. You know, right. something happened last night. I forget what it was, but I said, I'm not, I don't fear. I'm not I fearing not anything. I fear for you have not given me a spirit of fear. I am in such you know, peace. We were just talking about that, about standing. Yeah. And I'm going to do a teaching on how we stand. Yeah. That's right. That's what we're talking about. That's right. You speak don't give up. and you stand. That's right. So go ahead. I'm sorry. And that's okay. And if we're sick, we sit uh, by the stripes of Jesus. I am healed. You see, notice how God performed the miracle only after Ezekiel spoke it. My goodness, this is so strong. If you don't take your authority and you don't speak to it, nothing will happen. God is not going to do it for you. You know, if you beg God for something, you know, there's mercy there to a point, but you're not going to get the full victory. And this is what Victory Life Ministries is all about, the full victory in your life, unless you do what the Word says to do. And excuse me, Al, let me just say this. Once we do that, once once we speak that miracle, then the grace, because that's faith. Then the grace of God pours yes, out on that situation. It starts with our confession. Absolutely. In the New Testament, right. it's already done. You could say it this way. All of that with the bones and the muscles is all done. And even the wind is done. Amen. All we have to do is speak to the wind and the angels go into, instead of speaking, I'm depressed. Oh my God, I'm bummed out. I'm bummed out. I don't have a sound mind. I know God wants me to have one, but I don't have it. Right. You got to start by saying, I do have a sound right. mind. Speak what you want, not what you feel. Or, or not what you have. Right. People speak what they have all the time, and God's saying, don't speak what you have. No, in that way, what, you, what you're seeing happening in your life. In other words, you're sick. Don't speak uh, sickness. Speak health, even though you are sick. Right. Because we actually have health. If you but keep you know, saying, I'm sick, I'm sick, I'm sick, the right. angels are going to go, well, what do you want me to do? Right. You keep telling me you're sick. How am I going to heal? Life and death is in the power of the tongue. It's that simple. And it's everything. Your mental happiness, your peace, your joy, it all starts with the power of the tongue. So God waited on Ezekiel, and he's waiting on us. Right? And, you know, really, if if Ezekiel didn't say that, it yeah. never would have happened. That's what I say. I know. It's amazing to me. It would, so if we God, won't speak it, it won't happen. That, 
You know, that is really true. And can you see the importance of learning from the Old Testament? This is just one of many stories, Al, that we can learn from the Old Testament. And even though we have a better covenant, yes, we do. We're living under grace and mercy. Don't be, don't shut yourself off to that Old Testament because that is, those stories there give me more more wisdom in many, many ways, yeah. you know? You know, we can relate those stories to us today. And as we said, we don't have to go to God and get God to show up and say to us, speak to this. God's already showed up, you know, and he's already, it's already done. You you have to speak to it just like Ezekiel had to speak oh to it. You know, let me give, let me make this easy for you. It isn't like you have to go to God and say, oh God, please, God the Father, please send Jesus to the cross so I can receive salvation. It's already done. Right. And that's what so many ago. people in Christianity are praying. They're trying to get God to give them something they already have. Oh man, it's just, really what it is is just a lack of knowledge, Al. It's a lack of knowledge. And uh, how are you going to learn? You gotta get in. You've gotta listen to teachings. You've gotta read books. You've gotta listen to CDs. You've gotta gotta listen to this show. Absolutely. Because this show, we will teach you what the Bible actually means. That's why we call it Victory Life. This is how you live. And we just speak it right from the Bible, plain old. We're not into all that old religious junk that's been taught for hundreds of years. We're just telling you this is what the Bible said, and it's all grace. Yeah. And if you go to victorylifeministries.org, you could get a copy of our book, Hidden Treasures Revealed. And this very teaching is in this book, and it'll help you. It's got several different teachings in here that you can meditate on. Take one chapter and meditate on it for a month and get it in you. So that's VictoryLifeMinistries.org. You can also donate to our ministry and become a partner with us as we reach the world for Jesus Christ. And we also want you to go to our YouTube channel. And if you would, just subscribe to our YouTube channel and share it and press the like button and whatever else it is that you do. And uh, you'll get free teachings from us every week, maybe one, maybe two a week, whatever it is. But that's Victory Life Today on our YouTube channel. Thanks for subscribing. And thanks for joining us today. And remember, victory is always yours through Jesus Christ. We'll see you next time. Hey, thanks so much for listening today. Be sure to hit that subscribe button for new episodes each week. You can help us by rating the show or by simply sharing this episode with your friends. Learn more about us and find tons of resources that will help you grow your faith at victorylifeministries.org.